Stephen Baby, how are you? I'm very well, Adam. How are you? I'm a bit upscuttled. You sidelined me. Go on. We were supposed to record tomorrow, and you record. You just rang me and went here. Let's go on your on your fucking ah, horse. I thought we were to record today. Um, but our training is uh, none of that's going ahead because of COVID. Because of that rampant saliva exchange always going on in your ma- gentleman's club. The hurl- junior hurlers played a match against Clahan, and then one of the Clahan players turned out to have COVID. So the whole adult GA team's setup had to stop. They can pass COVID, but they can't pass a ball, right? What? What? Yeah. So how, um, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Remember last week we uh, talked a bit about how I intended losing weight and stuff. I'm familiar with the concept. Well, I'm 11 pounds down. Fuck a doodle do, man. That's huge progress. Congratulations. Danke schön. Do you, I'm can 11... you see a difference? Uh, yeah. Remember I was saying about my suit? Well, I can button the suit now, but I still have to lose a bit in the arse. Right. And does the... Short clothes okay? Like when you sit down, does it flop above your belly button? The the suit, you mean? Yes. Well, I assume there's a short with uh, the suit. No, I just wear, like, I don't have a, a specific shirt that I have to wear with the suit. Right. But, yeah, no, the jacket of it now fits me, which it didn't when I, it arrived first. So that was that was a good marker of progress. And you'll be doing no squats in the pants for a while? No, I'll have to, I'll have to lose another bit now for the pants to really work so are you sticking on your fast then since that seemed to have proven successful for you i yeah well what happened was i started with this intermittent fasting thing and then i realized i was getting hungry so i decided what i was going to do was go like not eat late at night and go low carbs so it was very intermittent fasting so i basically the window in which i eat is is up to around you know i have my breakfast and i have something else then around five or six in the evening and that's me and then but i i am haven't really been that hungry with it you know i've been functioning quite well and my blood pressure has come down a bit now it was a bit high today all right but generally speaking my blood pressure has seems to have come down a bit which is good and i've been running a lot so okay we'll come back to running in a second what are you eating morning and new uh, and evening then so in the morning, I might have avocado, smashed avocados with poached egg, or one morning I scrambled egg and a bit of spinach, something like something like that. Right. And then I'd have tea and stuff during the day, and uh, and then for in the evening I might have like one day I had pork chops with asparagus. Another day I had I can't remember what I, what else I've been having. But, you know, generally something quite protein. Okay, well, fair balls to you, friend. I'm delighted to hear, to hear that. That sounds that sounds tasty and still not boring enough to drive you off it. Yeah, no, it, it, it's going quite well now. I am I was very pleased with myself. The running makes a big difference. I've been doing 10Ks. Great. How, how frequent? Sorry, I'll uh, repeat every, that because there was noise. How frequent? Every day. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's going really well. You're We're really knocking it out the park this week. Yeah, I'm t- very good. Yeah. I should get a medal. Well, you'd get the medal if you meant to enter the fucking half marathon. We're approaching yeah, no, that I'm, deadline now. Yeah, and I'm 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 going to be ship shaped for it. That's great. I'm really impressed with you, Stephen. Well done. Like that's I think it's very difficult for my voice to sound sincere, but I did mean that. 
I yeah, that's great progress considering like the last couple of ever that that you're down nearly a stone. You're going ten k every day. I mean, that's more than I've done in a day at all throughout this. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm going to go for a run again this evening, and I'm hoping by the end of the week I'll have that full stone gone. Great. So why aren't you aiming for this? May be a silly question, but why aren't you aiming for more lost this week when you only need to lose one pound to get to the stone, but you've already lost? No, uh, there's fourteen pounds in a stone. Fuck, and I'm not editing tonight, so I can't take that out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the so I have three pounds to lose now. I I anticipate that I'll probably lose more than that, but a stone is a kind of a a round figure that I'm aiming for and once I once I break that then I'll look at the next at the next one which will probably be um I'll look for another half stone then so that's that's kind of the way I'm I'm breaking it down cool well congrats well done that's really good delighted with yourself Danke. I am I'm I'm pleased now what I'm really pleased with is that it's not I've I've found something that's working that's not affecting my work you know i'm i'm not starving so i'm not completely unproductive well found now is um a relative term you were doing that at the start doing what going out for runs and trying to eat good yeah but i didn't i didn't have a have i didn't have the game plan and i was also struggling with the with work and stuff and i, ju- I just couldn't find the balance and now i've found a balance that works for me Switching over to a kind of psychological approach for, for a second, because we haven't touched on anything like that in a while. Do you find you're the kind of dude who is motivated far more by success than concept? By success than concept. How do you mean concept? Well, at the start, we were talking about, OK, well, I'm going to run and I'm going to do this. But, you know, you you it, it, what you've got there is the challenge and you see the goal at the end. But that's what motivates you, the goal at the end, rather than um, any metric. Other than that, whereas this week you've seen a loss and now you seem more motivated than ever to go further. Like, do, is there something in you that goes, ah, it's working, now I can try harder? Yeah, I, I like, if it didn't, the first couple of days there where I was hungry, I was like, this isn't working. And also one of the days I went for a run in the morning. And I was really tired after it. And I was like, this isn't working for me. And I, I kind of, it, it was make or break at that point. And I adjusted it. So I go for a run in the nighttime. So when I, uh, so when I come back, I'm meant to be going to sleep. So being tired is okay. Right. And, and how is it then affecting your mind? Do you feel good doing it? Or is there... um any difference at all i yeah i mean the blood pressure coming down is such a relief because it actually makes such an impact on me well that's it, true too know, and we do want I, to kind I, of keep your blood pressure down because we do want you to make it to a series three in 2025 yeah for i don't know some sort of pandemic or something <clears throat> sorry i interrupted um, you continue but yeah i'm going to yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy with it. My but but I needed I needed to find that mental space and I just needed to kind of rejig it and I needed to make it work so that I wasn't too tired or too hungry. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm delighted for you. Thank you. Um. So yeah, and the things I have to cut out aren't that you know they aren't absolutely killing me or anything. I just you know I'm not having 
having spuds or I'm not having bread. You know, these are the, the, the main things, the main differences. Are you going to cut down on the cheese making and the butter making? I made butter this week. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, the thing is, there's no problem with cheese or... There's no problem with cheese or or butter on the diet that I'm on. I mean, just saying it doesn't make it true. No, with the keto diet, you you don't have a problem with with butter or or even fatty foods. It's it's more so sugars and carbs. If um, anyone listening can contradict that, please get us on Twitter and at the filibusters because I think there's a a whole wealth of horseshit in that. And the cheese, I I haven't I've I've only made the cheese once, but um. I did. I did actually have a what are them Italians caprese salad. I made myself during the week for one of my meals. What's in that? Uh, tomatoes, mozzarella, basil, and and I had a bit of balsamic vinegar with it. Right, so it's like bolognese without the pasta or meat. Um, not at all. That was all, a bad analogy. Yeah. Never mind. Cool. So did you put that up on Italian smelled food? My caprese salad? Yes. I didn't know. I might have done if I'd made the mozzarella myself or did something special, but but I I, I just kind of threw it together, so I, I, I didn't put it up there. You little bitch. Oh, did you see, you know, you're not a men- member of any of my foraging groups that I'm a member um, of. I'm, I joined, after we spoke about it last week, I joined Things Found in Walls and I joined the the uranium glass group oh yeah but it all kicked off on, on my mushroom foragers page <laughs> go on somebody asked what a mushroom was you know i put a picture of a mushroom goes what kind of mushroom is this and this one was having some bit of a tizzy and she was like oh it's definitely not poisonous you should eat it uh, and it's probably uh magic as well magic mushroom and I mean, the thing wasn't, I think it was poisonous or whatever, but she was just being a bitch. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, they're a really nice group. And, and why you would think, oh, I'm going to, to be a, a bitch on a mushroom foragers page, I don't know. Well, you sent me one during last week as well, where someone posted up a mushroom picture and some woman also replied going, oh, this has been posted like three times already. Just go look at the answers on that picture. That was on not on the mushroom page, but that was on the wild food foragers page, and it was the same woman, and she was <laughs> on both groups, and she she kicked off on both groups. <laughs> Did you go onto her page or anything to get a bit of a profile as to what particularly what particular fungus grew up her hole? I God only knows. Like it was a bit, it was a bit mad. Now, in fairness, and I mean the thing is, like Pete, I I don't know what's the point of having a mushroom foraging group. Unless you're there to pretty much ask about mushrooms. So I don't know what the problem was. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people on Facebook just love to pick on people. Especially if someone knows less than them. Even if they're there to help, they really love um, punching downwards. But it's dangerous in the mushroom group. Because if, if your man just read that and went, great, I'm going to cook it now and eat it. He'd be dead. Yeah, fair. Yeah, <laughs> so she could have killed the guy. Like It would make a great but, Netflix documentary. What a dickhead. What a dickhead indeed. Speaking of uh, groups and stuff, because to cut, loop around nicely to, to the topic, those rosary beads that we spoke about last week, I guess just some context for people who, you know, those unique bastards who only listen to one of our episodes and then fade away. We talked last week about uranium glass and we found some uranium rosary beads that I was encouraging you to buy. Did you put a bid on? I didn't. By the time I... 
like I, I was watching it, um, I would have put a bid on it if it had come close to the end and it still wasn't cheap, but the price had jumped a lot. Went up to nearly going, 90 quid. Yeah, I wasn't going to pay 90 quid for freaking uranium rosary beads. Also, I was reading up on, you know, the way it was next to a Geiger counter. Yeah. And I mean, that's very high reading. It is so, very high reading, yeah. I mean, like... Maybe it would make your prayers definitely come true or something. <laughs> like a but, like a magic monkey paw. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know how comfortable I would be having that kind of radiation knocking about. Well, if you wished for death, your your wishes would certainly come true. Mm. I did actually, let, let me find it. Because uh, I did some research when I was posting this up on Facebook last week. Or maybe it was on Twitter. And I found the figures of what is harmful to humans and over what time, over what time frame. And I believe I posted it here somewhere. Yeah, it would only take you a couple of weeks to get to exceeding the dose of, of what humans should only be exposed to within a year. Yeah, that's mad. And it would take, but if you did cause any harm, it would take like three years for any sign of radiation sickness to show. So you could very well be praying yourself into an early grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be worth What's an odd thing, though? I, I just find that uranium glass so weird. It's class-like, but it's really weird. Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre, but that's what made me want it even more, and especially with the rosary beads, because you know me, I love a bit of like crude religious iconography. In in that place that myself and, and Donica and various other people at various other stages lived in Limerick, we used to keep a, a picture of Padre Pio above our above our toilet and we had lots of pictures of Jesus throughout the house just because it was a good laugh. So mm, so yeah. rosary beads would really, really complement that perfectly. Glow in the dark, high radiation rosary beads. Yeah, you could see God in your <laughs> in your fever dreams. My God. Anyway, any other news with you? What are you watching on the telly these days? What am I watching on the telly these days? I watched the second season of Umbrella Academy, which is quite good, but I don't think you'd enjoy it at all. Uh, I I discovered a series on Netflix called Connected, where there's a kind of Louis Theroux-looking youngster doing documentaries on how different things within life are, or within the universe, are interconnected and, and... you know, can influence each other or play off each other in some way. I've only watched two episodes now, but it was quite good. There was one episode where he was talking about this kind of law of physics that's to do with statistics that every possible thing you can quantify takes the same graph trajectory. And if it doesn't, then it's likely there's some kind of interruption or falsification of this thing. That's not a very good way of explaining it. You'd have to watch the documentary. I think it's episode five of this series connected. But it's fascinating. It's really good. Hmm. What about you? What are you televisioning? I watched a really good uh, series, actually, there recently called... Girls Gone Wild. Perry Mason. Mm. Isn't that like 50 years old? They did a HBO remake or reboot of it recently. And it was just really good. Who's played... Really, really good. Who's Perry Mason? I can't... I can't remember who's playing Perry Mason, but John Lithgow is in it. He's always good. He's always good, yeah. And there's, uh, there's, there's a pretty stellar cast. Your man from Boardwalk Empire, 
the the brother of the main character. He Steve Buscemi. No, the fellow who plays Steve Buscemi's brother in it. Dave Buscemi. Yeah, um, and there's a few more heads in it that you that you'd recognise. It's it's brilliant, really good show. Okay. Speaking of John Lithgow, do you remember that show Third Rock from the Sun? I used to love it. It's, now, maybe I'm remembering this absolutely incorrectly, but I think throughout the series there was a really subtle joke that his character's name was Dick, and towards the end of the series it was revealed that their surname is Head. No, he was Dick Solomon. So where am I getting Dick Head from? I don't know. Maybe, now, maybe there was some kind of a, a joke in it, but uh, his name in it was Dick Solomon. Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a something that I'm going to need to research because it was definitely a joke, and I remember being too young to get it at the time. <laughs> what you didn't get, dickhead? I know, not till my later years. Freaking slow child. That's a that was a really weird show because the cast went, like went in so many different directions. You've got like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was only a a teen in it, and he went on to be massive. And then you've got like French Stewart, who played the older brother who just kind of vanished into the same kind of obscurity that people like Paulie Shore did. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know whatever happened to him. Well, your man, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he kind of disappeared for a long time and then kind of resurfaced. He was in more kind With of... With that film about wanking. <laughs> Don John or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of weird because I think he like wrote and directed that as well. So it was pretty much a real life version of Patrick Stewart in Extras. <laughs> Pretty much. He, um, it was a good film. I liked it. Well, he's been in some crackers now, to be honest. Um, 500 Days of Summer, I think, was a really good cult one until we realised that he's just a whiny little, you know, privileged male fucker in it. But an earlier one he did with Ryan Johnson called Brick is great. And he's not too old in it. He's definitely early 20s. It's set in like an American high school, but thematically it's a noir and it, it takes all the tropes and, and expected characters you'd see in a noir movie, but just transposes those to an American high school where he's trying to form some kind of drugs bust for a woman he used to love. It's fantastic. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I would give that a go if you haven't seen it. Brick is, is fantastic. What's it called? Brick. Brick. I love my brick. Mm. That was trending on Twitter today and I didn't look up into what it was about, so I can't really comment. Speaking of weird trending things that shouldn't be cash for gold is back in spain oh yeah you were saying that but um like how did how did you come upon this information it seems like odd information to come upon it was actually um a story on euro news they had a little feature on it because spain is pretty much fucked right now because of covid and the economic implications that it's having it means that mm. a lot of spanish citizens are and people living in spain really are turning to these cash for gold shops again to sell their stuff to keep themselves afloat so much so that even businesses like people who own businesses instead of laying people off they're turning to selling their own stuff to keep themselves afloat it's really um it's really concerning and i can't remember if it was on air or off air we were talking about cash for gold shops recently and just what a numbing awful effect they have for a society's mentality because it means well recession is sure as shit back um the fact yeah. that we've seen them come out in spain already so quickly is pretty scary yeah i oh god i really don't want a recession that that would really spoil my mood right about now but it would make an absolute you know, fitting ends to, to what has been 2020. Do you think it's true yeah. that, like, 
that whole things can't get like people are expecting bad things to stop happening once 2020 ends and they keep going how much worse can it get but i mean it's a lot right yeah it is there's a lot going on like there, there's a lot much worse there it can get a lot worse yeah it's, it's it's definitely the most bizarre year of my lifetime anyway certainly i, I i've never seen so much shit happen in one eight month period it's it's crazy like you can't even you can't even quantify these things anymore because anything temporal like time has just gone our ways so we don't even i i don't think about march anymore i think oh that's the what was that tv show that was the tiger king month or you know you look at at, at june or july and you look at that and you go oh that's where when george floyd was was, was mm. killed like it's truly a year I'm measuring in tragedy. There's a lot going on. 200 cases there on one day in the weekend. Yes. That was mad. Well, what I'm, I've am i been trying to go over in my head is what event that was traceable back to or what decision. But again, I, I suppose a lot of that is coming from the meat factories and direct provision centres. So it's maybe a little difficult to pin that to a certain bank holiday or to any kind of governmental decision outside of those. But it's it's really coming back up. And there's a great journalist who works for Virgin, uh, Gavin Riley, and he posts up almost every day the figures oh, yeah. that have come out that day and then the previous, like, seven Mondays. So he does it weekly by figures. And then on Tuesday, he'll post seven previous Tuesdays. And it's a, it's a, fast, it's a really smart way to be looking at, at the statistics for people that aren't always reading articles and stuff. And it's climbing mm. so quickly again. It It's... So, yeah, the 200 really took took me back because, uh, I mean, there's no way of kind of sugarcoating that. That that was, it's definitely a big spike there. The meat factories, though. Yeah. Do you know, I do hope out of all of this comes better working conditions. I believe there will be, but not for the people who need it. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think people like me might get greater incentives to work from home because maybe that will have advantages for companies who are you know multinational and don't need people in offices but the people who do really need it like those people working in factories or working with raw products they're not going to see any change at all because you know you can't pack meat from your house yeah well where i do all my packing of meat and even then only intermittently (laughs) uh yeah but that's like i don't even know how what outcome you could take that would improve workers rights in the fallout of uh, or in the recovery of covid like yeah sure you you can in future bring people further apart and you know give them more personal space in the workplace and provide them better equipment but nothing that shouldn't already be done and, and nothing that is really going to mentally improve their their work day i don't think yeah well I- like I, just the conditions in those in some of them factories and the way people are kind of on top of each other and uh, yeah it'd be no harm to, to see them forced to improve on that kind of stuff and indirect provision centers as well like it's a uh, they, they yeah. should be shut down full stop but like if 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 the least they can do is improve conditions i saw a picture someone posted up of what they were essentially installing so that someone could self isolate and it was a picture of four beds in a room and this was only one side of the room and it's just that one of the beds had two sides of a table tennis table taken apart and propped up so that there was walls just at the head of the bed where the person would be sleeping and that's where they're expected to self-isolate that's just stupid isn't it it's 
it's it's beyond stupid. It's you know it's negligible or it's negligent to the point of you know maliciousness. Nobody does mm. that and thinks that's good enough. That's a solution you come up with when you don't even want to pretend you give a fuck. Yeah, and 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 how and housing generally. Um, hopefully you know this. This crack of the, that they were trying to push, where there'd be communal living for families and stuff of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's yeah. Uh, to be honest, that is one of the things that I think could be more possible. Is that as work opens up and more people can can work from home? I know I've said this before. They can leave Dublin, and once they leave Dublin, there's going to be hopefully a lot more space for people who need it. Mm. And hopefully they'll get off their arse and actually build something. Here's an interesting one for you that I think you might have better better insight onto than I would. Two people independently have, have mentioned this to me recently. And I've got my own theories on it, but historically you might have a, be- a better context. There's lots of housing in Dublin City. And we're not just talking apartments that were recently built. We're talking about like little housing estates near Smithfield or you know, mm. um, old flat blocks dotted around the city. Just general, you know, detached regular houses within Dublin City. And you don't see mm. as much of that in other cities. What's your take on that? How would you mean, what's my take on it? Why are they so close to the city centre? Whereas in New York, you'd never find a little housing estate somewhere in Manhattan. In Manhattan, actually, there's a funny. It's a funny one that you sh- should mention that because there is a very old standalone house in Manhattan that ooh, just they they never knocked it, and it's going back I don't know three hundred years old. Wow! And it's 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 there in Manhattan. A lot of the a lot of the older structures would have just gotten knocked and replaced. That didn't really happen in Dublin. The way it, it was because a of planning, Dublin was allowed to kind of sprawl out, and as well as that, it was because of the general timeline of growth in the city of Dublin. I think there was never also a culture of apartment living in Ireland, and so which again allowed allowed them to plan for for sprawl i would personally like to see more apartment living but the the problem is every time they go to build apartments they make the apartments too small for a family to live in and they cut corners so you never get a good quality apartment really in ireland uh, or it's very rare you end up with they need they need to basically change the rulings with regards to what apartments are and size wise yeah and they and and then I think I think they're a good, but then the, the problem is it'll always be a case of cutting corners. So you put up an apartment block, you need to put in all the relevant facilities of fields and uh, and sports facilities and facilities for children to play in, and you need all this stuff. And should they just won't do that because it'll cost. So developers will just throw together. The cheapest thing they they can, and try sell it for the highest price they can, and you'll end up, and this is just why it doesn't work, and why we should all move to Killaloo, and why we should all move to Killaloo. I best get get going and go for a run because it's getting dark out, and I need to get in that run. Keep 
keep this ticking over. Excellent. Well, get your high vis and your helmet on and have a good evening. Cool. And same to you, Adam. Mind yourself. Take care, Steve.